You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm, so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Anything's possible. Rainy days, jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You can tell them other guys are going plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's Rain and Jay Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast Here on the Locked On Podcast Network Thank you for making us part of your daily routine We're here for you Monday through Friday All throughout the preseason, throughout the regular season, postseason, all of it We're here for you all year long, even after a really just brutally crappy preseason game. Cavaliers beat the Celtics 102-95. Who cares about the score? That was just ugly to watch, except for the end when Yabu and the Time Lord kind of and Walt Lemon key to come back. We'll talk about it for not very long because there's not much to talk about. But we're the Rainer Jays, John Corrales, Samuel, Jamison, Packard, the third. Back in the background noise. I'm uh, back in the garden up here on the halo with noise galore uh, uh, down below this. me. Oh. It feels right. Yeah. I, we need the jackhammering, though. That's Once they start deconstructing you know, stanchions and stuff, like that's when we're really going to be back in our glory. Oh, it's coming. I, I can see them taking down this, uh, the chairs now. The, the, the hammers and the power tools are coming out. <laughs> okay, let's start, with, um, let's start with the bad, and we'll end on a high note. Uh, the bad was basically all of the first half. Let, let's the, just get this over with. Like, they shot 42.7% overall. Uh, they were just gross in the first half. They didn't hit a three. I think they were 0 of 17 from three in the first half. Uh, it was just uh, uh, all of that early shot clock stuff that we were talking about and raving about. This was the worst version of it. They, they just mostly looked terrible. Yeah, it just really, I hate to be the guy questioning people's effort from the halo, but it just really looked like they didn't, get into any of their sets or start any of their offense with any like emphasis or really just trying to do anything with a, with purpose tonight. They weren't like, it seems like they, they kind of just walked through a lot of the stuff they were trying to do. No one like caught the ball on the run. There's no, nothing was downhill. They really didn't get anything going and it showed they didn't get very many quality shots. They didn't, uh, every single player looked bad. Jalen Brown had moments, but we saw some more long twos from Jason Tatum. Um, Horford really didn't do anything. I thought it was interesting that Gordon Hayward got some extended run in the end of the first quarter, start of the second quarter with the bench. I think we we expect him to to kind of be that primary ball handler on that second unit, but he still looks rusty. Like he had some moments, he started attacking the basket, uh, but still was a, a rather ugly performance, and he still looks rusty. So that that was the only new wrinkle is that we saw Hayward with the rest of the bench, but even that was not good. Yeah, no, not much there. I mean, look, Hayward, on the positive side for, for Gordon Hayward, is that he did show 
a little bit more aggressiveness. Like there's positive steps for him, even though the numbers didn't look great. There were positive steps. He did attack more. He did take more contact. He did drive into more contact. He almost sought it out a little bit more. So that's like another step. But there there were definite opportunities there where there was one two-on-one early in the game where I think in the first preseason game he might have passed it off. In this one he took it and he tried to do like this up and under and, and flip it around underneath and he just had zero explosiveness to try to finish that off. I think the way that play was unfolding, he could have even in his you know pre-injury, he could have even tried to dunk that. I think it might have been on Rodney Hood, but he would have he would have at least had the explosiveness to carry himself through and under the rim to finish up off that layup, give himself a chance anyway. So there is still a, a bit of a, a road ahead for Gordon Hayward. But if I'm looking for positives out of him. I think the aggressiveness was definitely uh, a little bit further along than it has been. Yeah, no, he, he's definitely aggressive, definitely getting back into the, uh, the swing of things. He hit an open jump shot, which I feel like is, I know he's done it before, but it felt like the first time he did it. Uh, he clearly knows what he's doing on offense, um, but you're right. That exact play, I was thinking of that play too. Where he just wasn't explosive towards the rim, and it just feels like there's a lot of rust there. And then, other than that, positives, um, Marcus Smart's still kind of uh, an insane person and goes balls to the wall for everything and will be yelling on the bench. That's always fun. Uh, I thought Terry Rozier had some decent moments in the first quarter just attacking. He feels pretty good. But other than that, it's no <laughs> – there were no positives from any guy who I expect to get a lot of minutes on the Celtics this year. We had some cool Yabu moments, but uh, yeah. we had some cool Time Lord moments. And we had amazing fourth quarter of uh, Walt Lemon. Oh my God, <laughs> fell in love with Walt Lemon. That guy, that guy's a human stampede. All he does is get to the rim. Uh, <laughs> the main red claws are going to be fascinating, and Walt Lemon's going to be the main reason why. Yeah, I, he is. He is something else, man. He does. He attacks. He really just goes downhill, and it it, it worked. It worked for him tonight. He was. Uh, let's see, what are Walt Lemon's numbers? Since we're we're here, eleven points on four of seven shooting. He also did not hit a three. Uh, three of six from the line, but still nice performance from him. Plus eight, not bad. Uh, the only I'm seeing some crazy tweets that say Walt Lemon should get the spot over Brad Wanamaker, and I just say I'm I'm here for it. I'm yeah. a huge Walt Lemon guy. I wanna I wanna join the Lemon Party. <laughs> I will leave that alone. Marcus <laughs> Morris was five of ten. He's the only guy that that was actually hitting shots. I Brad Stevens. I think, well, at halftime on the TNT broadcast, because I was watching the TNT broadcast, he kind of, when when he was, when they were giving the halftime report, he I lit into his team as much as he could, uh, basically saying that there was, there, they were too individual. They, there was no real effort on offense. There's no real effort on defense. I, I, concurred there was just no real effort tonight at all from the starters they went out there and seemed to be going through the motions and i don't know if they're already bored with this like against charlotte two games against charlotte they were able to score basically at will because they as jalen brown said they're just scoring on talent they had a lot more talent and they have a lot more talent than the cavaliers but cavaliers have i think some a few better individual players at least on the role, role players uh, but 
I don't know. I feel like these guys feel like, uh, you know, we could just go do our thing and it, it's, it doesn't matter. But the fact is that it does matter. I mean, these guys get to work through some offensive uh, sets. They, these guys have to be able to score in the half court. They have to work through the timing. Now, Kyrie wasn't out there, but it's a little disappointing that if they're bored with things, it's, it's really disappointing that they're bored with it already at this point. And welcome welcome back, banging in the background. Oh, yeah. There we go. No, I think it's you, – you give them a little bit of an excuse because it's the preseason and the game doesn't matter. And But that – like, they should be trying. Like, are, are things just going to crank up? Like, how do you prepare for games against the 76ers to open the season if you're not going to, like – put in the work with something that's the the closest simulation to that. Um, I'm sure they're going to get their asses handed to them in practice tomorrow. Uh, rightfully so. Um, and I probably expect a better performance from them um, on Sunday uh, when they travel to Cleveland. Uh, but you're right. There just wasn't a lot of purpose in anything they did tonight in the first half. It just seemed like they were you're going through the motions as a, as a perfect, uh, perfect way to say it. It just wasn't anything good there was one play where al horford uh found jalen brown underneath the basket for an easy layup and that's kind of a brad staple uh especially it feels like with jalen brown being doing that cut and al horford being the passer but other than that i can't remember a good play of offense uh no not really uh before we continue i just want everybody to uh go subscribe to locked on nba podcast daily We've been daily from the beginning, and uh, I am hosting the co-hosting the Wednesday podcast. We're doing a Wednesday Locked On Celtics. Once we're done with this, I'm going to go record a podcast with Jake Madison of the Locked On uh, Pelicans podcast. So check out the Locked On NBA, and we're here for you daily. Monday is the local experts, and then a rotating group of hosts for the rest of the week. So search for Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts, or ask your smart speaker to play Locked On NBA. Okay, uh, that Al Horford play, I think, was one thing that I did like early on was going to Al Horford in the post, if we're looking for a positive thing there. It didn't didn't result in a lot, but he did have four assists in 14 minutes. So, and that, I believe, was the team high. It was. And so, Al Horford in the post, finding guys out of the post, that's going to be a key thing. If we're looking at things that they're working on, and elements of an offense that is going to show up in the uh, regular season. That's one of them. So I will say Al Horford in the post was nice to see. Along those lines, it's just interesting. This was Horford's uh, first game back from whatever his wrist, his second preseason game. It's interesting to see the, the types of different ways they try and use them. They start a lot of their sets with Horford at the top of the key, Um where they're playing more five out, but then tonight they were doing some more with him starting on the on the low block, um, and he's in the post some, and then sometimes he'll come out and set the screen or get a do a dribble handoff, and then there are even some sets tonight where he started off as the ball handler. So if you're looking for some more some more nuance uh, uh, analysis of this terrible terrible preseason <laughs> game, uh, it was cool to just see like the many different ways they use Al Horford, and that's kind of why he's so valuable is he can do all those different types of things so that was well the one interesting takeaway was they can he's can often start at the top of the key but then sometimes they decide not to go five out and really use him as a as a low post guy and put the big ahead and i um they did that with some success tonight so there we go mildly interesting first half so 
Brad Stevens quotes, and I've been, I, I wanted the Brad Stevens quotes to come out, and they are uh, as awesome as I thought they would be. Simply put, Brad Stevens says, quote, I couldn't be more unimpressed after our first three preseason games. We got a lot of work to do. That's pretty clear. And Brad Stevens never, never slams his team, never talks like this. Come out and say when he's asked what needs to be fixed defensively, quote, pretty much everything. I mean, we've got a lot of work to do. It's pretty clear. That's as flat out just a message being sent to the team that I've ever seen from Brad Stevens. He, he's really in, in short of swearing, which he wouldn't do, but this is, this is basically Brad Stevens lighting up his team in the media. Well-deserved. I'm glad Brad speaking yeah. the truth. He's an honest man. And uh, when his team sucks, he's going to call him out for it. I like this quote. No way you can dominate off talent alone. You have to play the right way. If you're talented and do that, then you can do something. We're not as good as advertised right now one week in, and at least we know that. So he's collected the data, and it's come back that they suck. And uh, I think he's going to work work to correct that. And uh, I don't think it's as harsh as he says about the, the last three games. I thought they showed some moments. But tonight, oh, yeah, it was bad. Am I concerned? No. No, not at but, all. <laughs> not in the slightest. I think they're going to be able to put it together. But maybe you need a, a game or a performance like this to kind of get them to buy in that, oh, we do have to put the work in. They, they got all the propaganda. They said all the right things. But this is evidence that, oh, yeah, no, we actually have to play with some purpose, play with some energy, and um, and, and put the work in to get better. So maybe this is all – I'm sure because of the growth mindset, all the failures are going to be a, a teaching moment, and they're going to figure out what they can do to get better. But it starts with effort. Effort is a skill. And so <laughs> they just need to try more. They, they, That's my take. They definitely need to try more. And uh, what was I going to say about Brad Stevens? You know, th- this game was so bad that I completely drew a blank. Uh, th- you know, for, for Stevens, these are opportunities. Like he, He's the not-too-high, not-too-low guy. So when, when these guys, they, they've been too high. And this was always the fear with, with this team. The fear is that they would believe the hype and come out and be like, okay, we're awesome. And that's that's just not going to work. That's not going to work. It, it works fine against the Charlotte Hornets in the preseason, but you know the dropping thirty-seven point quarter and a forty-point quarter is, I guess, fool's gold at the, at this point. And for them to have this kind of performance, I mean, if you want to look at a positive spin. It's good that they had this performance now so Brad Stevens can point to it and say, when you aren't trying and when you think you're hot shit, this is what happens to you. This is how bad you look. And if you do try and you play hard and you play the right way, you'll look like the first quarter against the Hornets in game one. So there's there's a little bit of comeuppance for these guys, the young guys early, and so – We'll see. I, I would hope that they they see this as a okay. We we screwed up. We screwed up early, and they could take it to a different place moving forward. Everyone in that locker room should have their heads hung, mm-hmm. except for Walt Lemon Jr., whose head should be held high because he's amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> he is amazing. I'm gonna go to me. I'm gonna go to so many Red Claws games this year just to see Wall Lemon and the Time Lord. The Time Lord. Uh, the Time Lord is still like a, an impressive physical being. Uh, got away with got some just just bludgeoned some people tonight as they uh, they got to the rim. I kind of I like that, but uh, maybe maybe not the best for NBA game. But you can definitely see his impact around the rim, and so I almost predicted a, a Walt Lemon Time Lord comeback. Oh, and here comes the banging. Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, we're a back, baby. Um, but yeah, right. It's, it's, they all, it was all bad news bears, except for the lemon party and the Time Lord. I, w- I will say one thing for the Time Lord that I do want to point out that Robert Williams, I, I retweeted this, so it's on my Twitter. If you're new to the podcast and you're new to me, it's Reds Army underscore John, that there's a block with a minute 10 left in this game. Uh, Robert Williams, I just want to point out, if you get a chance to watch it again, there's a spin move. I can't tell who's making the spin move. I don't care. But the player makes a spin move, and Williams immediately shifts his feet. Like, he's he's got the left foot forward and the right, and then he does, like, that little quick shift. And it's so lightning fast and instinctive. And it's what allows him to get that block and if you want to see like the opposite of that, go watch like some Greg Monroe defensive work there. But this kid has instincts and ability. Th- those little tiny things, moving his feet the right way and getting that block, it's that's instinctual. And that's I mean, and it's a lot of hard work fo- focusing on that. So go check that out on my Twitter. That really stood out to me, and I, I think it's it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of good stuff happening there. And that's the, the thing with Robert Williams. A lot of good stuff in, in little bits and pieces, and he still has to put it all together. But it, it's obviously going to take him time. But these little things alone, if he goes to Maine, at least defensively, he's going to be a menace up there. Oh, yeah. No, he's going he's gonna to be a problem. I, I think he uh, a lot of what he's going to be working on in Maine is developing his offensive game because it feels like the defensive instincts are still there. But him on offense, unless he's rolling to the rim or it's a putback, it really seems like he doesn't know what to do with the ball in his hands. He'll just catch it basically at the elbow and look around for someone to pass it to. He's really one-dimensional that way, so hopefully it's it's developing an offensive game. But you're right, the defensive instincts seem like they're there. Even when he clobbers a guy with just hard fouls, uh, he seems to be in the right place. He just is too strong for his own good. Let's take another quick break here to remind all football fans uh, especially Patriots fans. Patriots play the Colts Thursday night. Go to Locked On Patriots. Mark Schofield does a great job at Locked On Patriots. If you are a Patriots fan, if you're from Boston, if you're from somewhere else and you love the Patriots like I do, like Sam does, let's you know, go support uh, Schofield and Locked On Patriots because he does a great job. There is a Locked On NFL for all of your favorite teams. So if you hate the Patriots and you like another team, fine, go check that out. If you're like a Philly Eagles fan, congratulations. You got bragging rights all, all, all year long. Go to Lockdown Eagles. Go to whatever your favorite team is. There is a Lockdown NFL podcast. And, then of course, the Lockdown NFL podcast. Newly revamped, a lot of big stars on that show. So go check those out. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. Let's uh, junk drawer our way out of this. You got some junk? I, I've got junk tonight, actually. I'm oh, sure. I've um... got contributions to be made. Great. Uh, first, we're going to just turn to the to the good fans out there using the hashtag Raining Junk. Um, 
Someone said instant impact by Triple B, Bully Boy Baines. That's Simon uh, at Jovian Shadow. I don't remember what Aaron Baines did, but he apparently had an instant impact. <laughs> and then uh, Jovian Shadow also said, want to make him, am I right? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't remember what Brad Wanamaker did, but I'm glad someone used the hashtag. And then from Friskosis Guy, heck, the Time Lord could roll the clock back to halftime if it were a regular season game. Um, oh, that was when I predicted that the the Time Lord and Lemon Party were going to uh, going to take over. Um, you want to you want to give your junk drawer first? Okay, my my first junk drawer is uh, I have a problem with former star players being color guys in in these national broadcasts. And I'm speaking directly about Chris Webber because Chris Webber said one of the most ridiculous things uh, t- tonight. They're talking about the Cavaliers coming in. They have to run, 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 and play fast. When you're a bad team, you got to play fast. That's your your goal. Your only chance is to be in better shape and to run teams out of the building so you can maybe catch some teams sleeping and win a few games. So they're talking about all the drills and the suicides and the this and the that that they're doing. And Weber comes out and goes, man, that all that stuff is for the birds. Just play yourself into shape and let's go. <laughs> and it's like, okay, fine. But not everybody is Chris Webber. Chris Webber was awesome. And I think some of these guys just don't understand that, you know, bad players don't get to be Chris Webber. You can't just come into camp out of shape and be like, oh, yeah, I'm Chris Webber. I'm still going to be good, and I'll eventually get better. So I think these guys just don't get it. They, they, they know basketball on one hand at a level that's beyond my comprehension. And at the other at the other end, they don't know certain things about basketball because they were just too good, and they never had to focus on some of that stuff. So, I think basically my my piece there is you got to get some like more role players out there to get into the color commentary so they can at least see the minutia and understand the hard work. Yeah, the idea that like doing a bunch of sprints and getting your body into better shape is is for the birds yeah. is insane to me, but. Uh, Chris Webber's uh, always been bad. Like, I've never enjoyed no. a game that he's called. No, he's bad. And I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he was awesome as a player, but he's he's horrible as a color guy. Okay, go ahead. You go. All right, junk drawer. Um, Justin Bo- Joe Boston Sachs is a guy who plays the saxophone outside TD Garden before the game. Big fan. Big saxophone guy. Probably needs to do the anthem. Wanted to give him a proper shout-out. Um, probably the most entertaining point of this game was when the, the Celtics were revealing their hidden talents. And uh, Kyrie said his was singing, which is not a hidden talent because he literally released a single this year. <laughs> um, surprisingly, not surprisingly at all, Terry said that his was singing, rapping, and dancing. But then Al Horford said his was board games. And so Jay King tweeted this out and said that he was a Monopoly master. And then Anna Horford responded saying, oh, Al Horford's brother John would be upset uh, if he heard this. And so then I asked Anna Horford, one, who's better, John or Al Horford? And then two, I just had a feeling uh, in my bones that Al Horford, when playing Monopoly, would be the thimble. And Anna Horford confirmed um, Al Horford, big thimble guy. And so I think that was probably the peak of the evening in terms of entertainment. Um, I think Marcus Smart and Colin Sexton will get in a fight eventually. Uh, Colin Sexton plays with a lot of intensity, but is not that good. Uh, the irrational hatred for Tristan Thompson that the uh, TD Garden fans awesome. showed booing him and i think he like missed some free throws the crowd went wild yeah why not let's hate tristan thompson now um here's another rant it used to be uh 
when people got on the jumbotron at the TD Garden, they would just dab. It was good old-fashioned fun for the whole family. Everyone loves seeing a good dab. The youth would dab. Old people would dab. Now these kids, they're just flossing. And I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Um, it's just uh, the dab is easy. It's simple. It's classic. The flossing is it's a little bit trying too hard. Everyone's doing it. You know what? I just think we need to we need to get back to the dab. And so I'm pro dab anti flossing. Now, Max Lederman of NBC Sports Celtics has accused me of not being able to floss. I can floss. I just uh, I've tried it. and It's not for me. Um, speaking of NBC Sports Celtics, they t- uh, tweeted out the score update, I think, at some point, And there was something, the Cavs were up by a bunch, and then the Celtics uh, had 69 points. And then they added another tweet saying, 69, nice. Huh? And I was like, you're, you're the official network of the Boston Celtics. Like, this is official <laughs> Twitter account. And it just goes to show how much internet culture and weird Celtics Twitter has invaded uh, NBC Sports Boston. I'm, I'm here for it. Um... Going along those lines, a guy named Jeff Roberson made a shot. That, that, Have you ever heard that, of Jeff Roberson? That no. Is he related to Andre Roberson? I have no idea, but I looked him up on the Celtics website. It says born NA, age undefined, drafted, undrafted, pre NBA, who knows where. So this mystery man, this robot, came out of nowhere, and then I tweeted out that photo. And then someone else retweeted like tweeted out and nominated him for the Ojale Factory Hall of Fame. And I guess his mom must have been searching uh, Jeff Roberson's name, so they retweeted his <laughs> Ojale Factory Hall of Fame nomination that was retweeted by Jeff Roberson's mom. So um, that's fantastic stuff. I don't know who Jeff Roberson is. There's another guy named King who got some minutes. Never heard of him before. Uh, I thought we were going to see some Marcus George's hunt, but just nope. Two guys you never heard of, including Jeff Roberson. I would say uh, first ballot Ojale Factory Hall of Famer uh, because his mom is the only voter. I like, I love it. I, I, I want to pr- pretend that he's like the old wrestling from parts unknown. Like I always loved when they introduced guys from parts unknown. That was always fun. I like age undefined because it means the time Lord has had some yes. sort of effect. On yes. <laughs> And then um, Yabu, uh, he got fouled on one end, but there was a no call, and he came back and had a very angry block. Very vicious. It was fun. It was very vicious. Stuff. That thing went into the fifth row. And I didn't realize this, and I guess it first came out in August, but I just, I, it just went past me. Yabu has purple hair. Does he currently have purple hair, or was that an old picture? I saw your tweet. I, that picture that I tweeted out tonight was a screenshot from tonight's game. So, oh, well, he's a true, he's channeling Prince. He yeah, is Erotic City. That's what I was saying. He went purple for Prince and he went in honor of Erotic City. Like, that's, yeah. I that rocks it. out loud. I'm for it. He should cleanse his soul in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> uh, I've got two more things that I want to add to the junk drawer if you're done. Oh, I'm done. Yeah, that took a lot out of me. The TNT promo. You know that TNT promo? Like, oh, what are you looking for? Whatever. There's, there, I feel like they're taking a shot at Boston there. It's a little dig because they do – there's a, a thing where it says uh, a guy in Oklahoma City, like a forecaster, says, oh, uh, we want to have everybody see more thunder. And it cuts to a doctor in Boston saying, uh, I respectfully disagree. Why is Boston a doctor? Is that a dig at Boston because of all their injuries last year? I'm taking it as such. I'm taking that as a direct shot at Boston making fun of their injuries. 
Or it could be their world-renowned um, no. hospitals and medical research. For junk drawer purposes, I'm I'm severely taking um, – it's an affront to Boston. Yeah, stay mad. Let's be mad online. Yes, That's good I'm stuff. going to be mad online about the doctor in, in the Boston garb. And as gunshots go off behind you, the la- my last junk drawer is, what's up with your voice tonight? Is that the sick voice? Is that jam sick voice? I didn't. I didn't know it was uh, anything other than my normal voice, but sure. Uh, maybe it's just first first game excitement. I don't know. There's new lights in here. Everyone's talking about. Maybe that's affecting my voice. I don't. I. I don't know. Now you got me voice self conscious. Yeah. No. I mean, I like it. It's. It's got a little more. Uh, it's got a little more bass to it. A little more oomph to it. Maybe I should talk in an announcer's voice. There you go. All right. That's enough. Know. That's, that's enough. Perfect. I feel I feel like there's a little bit of a sick voice. I know you've been under the weather, but you know, whatever. It works. Tweet us and see at Jam Packard at Reds Army underscore John if you notice a difference. All right, that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, of course. If you're a new new listener, thank you for listening. If this is your first podcast, then geez. <laughs> good for you. You picked a doozy of a time to start good listening to you. daily recaps. Wow. Good for you. Thanks for jumping on board. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you are a subscriber, give us that five-star rating. Give us a good review because we just spent a half hour, even though saying we came into this saying we just want to do 15 minutes. We still talk for half an hour because that's what we do here. So give us that five-star rating. Give us that good review and share the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.